Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. From the Canadian Football League, the Edmonton Elks. At what point do we start to look up at Edmonton and go, what are they doing up there? Running players out of town, losers of three in a row. Somebody said, Rod, what's your thoughts on Travis Hamannick not getting vaccinated? I don't care anymore. Uh, Out of the bunker, into the sunshine, on the road with the Rod Peterson Show. You betcha. And uh, that's a live look in here in Fort Lauderdale. We're at Bo Camper's Sports Bar and Grill for another day. Kim Bo Camper and... Uh, his staff opening their doors to us here, Kim Camper, a nine-year Miami Dolphin linebacker, pro bowler. Inviting all of you, whenever you're in the South Florida region, to check in this location or any of the Camper's locations all across South Florida. Uh, great place to watch sports, watch football, and say hi. This is hour two of the RP show. It is a Flame Tech Football Friday, and the Moose is with us here on the program, he is in the uh, bunker back in the Queen City. And I got to tell you, Moose, I don't know about you, but my word, did we cover a lot in hour, hour huh. one. We went through all the CFL games. We covered best bets in week four of the National Football League. We covered ticket prices in NFL and NHL markets. Um, please, somebody tell me what we've missed. And I see more people writing in here. They want to talk Super Bowl, Grey Cup halftime shows. We've covered a lot here, you and me, today. Yeah, we really have. It's been around and around and around, and there's probably more. I mean, we could get into some of those games in the weekend and different things like that, but, yeah, we covered a lot of ground in hour one, no doubt, and it's, it's just setting up to be a fun hour, too. Oh, yeah, well, and it's going to be a busy hour, too. Uh, for those that just tuned in, whether you're watching on Game Plus TV, maybe you're watching live streaming on YouTube or Facebook, or maybe you're listening to the podcast after the fact, audio only justin dunk of three downnation.com was to be with us in hour one his flight was delayed getting into rp show world headquarters but uh, producer clark has informed me that dunk is on his way to the studio right now and eddie Steele will be joining us from the edmonton elks broadcast crew um nhl preseason tonight uh, as well we went through last night's nhl preseason scores there are nine games tonight and i do want to point out a couple things maybe now would be a good time to talk about sports on tap tonight and i gotta be honest i'm out here in this eastern time zone darren people are asking me if i'm ever returning the answer to that is tbd and it's different for the people out here watching the show where it's afternoon right you guys are getting up and it's like good morning you're all having your coffee and they're looking ahead to tonight and you guys are all still looking at last night's games am i right it's a little bit of that, especially if you're on the West Coast, man. Like, it is two completely different perspectives. Like, the day's almost over. I mean, at least it's half over in uh, on the East Coast where you are. But, uh, yeah, it is. It's a little bit different. 
Um, so, I'm just reading the viewer comments. The Prairie Mobile text line is open. We have some messages from Manitoba, the 204, and they've sent voice messages. So the okay. good news is that we continue to spread our wings into new regions. The bad news is we continue to have to instruct people to please not send photos, links, nor voice messages to the Prairie Mobile text line. Prairie Mobile is your authorized SaskTel mobility dealer. Just send just send 140 characters, please. That's all we need. We don't need the rest of the bunk. Um, Clay in Brandon's watching and says, when is Dunk on? Uh, he's coming up this hour, Clay. Stay tuned. You know, one thing I noticed, I mentioned last hour, people really love to talk about ticket prices. And I mentioned that the, the uh, Dolphins-Colts game on Sunday, where I'm hoping to see Scott Milanovic, the quarterback's coach of the Colts, longtime CFL coach, that tickets could be had there for dollars uh, For the Panthers tonight, $25 in the lower bowl. But thankfully, I don't have to pay for those tickets for the Florida Panthers. And I'm excited to meet with them at the game tonight. I guess I told you on the phone this morning I have a meeting with the Panthers because I'm following their coverage down here. And a lot of – they're very similar to Arizona. They don't get a lot of coverage. There's Florida Hockey Now, the Miami Herald – and that's about it. FloridaPanthers.com. That's who you're relying on for Florida Panthers hockey Ve- coverage. Vegas, completely different story, Moose. Yeah. And you know this story. I go to Las Vegas, and I'm rolling with Gary Lawless, and my brother's with me, the cowboy. And uh, Gary's like, pick out your seats, and I'll get you the tickets. And I'm like, well, I'd like to sit in the press box. And Gary's like, you're not sitting in the press box. And I'm like, why not? And he goes, it's packed. It's packed. There's like over 100 reporters in the Las Vegas press box. I don't get it. I got to get you down to Vegas into a Golden Knights game. What I'm saying is Florida, Arizona, not a problem getting a spot media purposes. Vegas, I don't know how they did it. I still don't know how they did it. Other than, at the time, a distinct absence of other big-time sports in the market. Would that be fair? Vegas didn't have the Raiders. When the Golden Knights got here, and here they're still battling the Dolphins and the Heat and the Marlins. You know what I'm saying? Well, they got there first, and the stars aligned, and they were good, and they got attention, and they built relationships right. with all those media. And once you build the relationships, you've got the relationships. So they put in the work, and, and, and they had a lot of good fortune by being first, too. Uh, viewers, you tell us what you'd like to talk about. We'll get more serious later on in the hour with Eddie Steele and Justin Dunk. But a lot of them want to talk about the um, the halftime act and whether it be Super Bowl or Grey Cup. Again, I don't know. How, how long is this halftime going to be? 48 minutes? Uh, Snoop Dogg, Kendrick <laughs> Lamar, Eminem, Mary J. Blige. Listen, I'm a fan of all of them, but how long do we have? I don't Spicy. think I ever told you this story. 2007 Grey Cup in Toronto, Saskatchewan Rough Riders, Winnipeg Blue Bombers. I had lined up the premier of the province coming on, Brad Wall. Nobody bothered to tell the broadcaster that it was not a 16-minute halftime or in special occasions we extended it to 18. 27-minute halftime show for the Grey Cup in Toronto. And um, do you remember the halftime act, by the way, of the 2007 Grey Cup? For for a basket of wings at Bo Campers? That, uh, you'll get it? Anyone? No. Anyone? The first to write in will get a free Rod Peterson show ball cap. So anyways, it was not... Who was talking to me? 
No. Black Eyed Peas was 2005 Vancouver. No. Um, keep guessing. Anyways, I'm sitting there interviewing the Premier of the Province, Brad Wall. 27-minute halftime interview, Moose. Wow. It's, you understand how things roll in this broadcast world. I feel like there was 55,000 people in Skydome that night. They all knew it was going to be 27 minutes at halftime. I did. What was his favorite football player growing up? You know what I mean? Rod, we're going to need you to stretch <laughs> for about 15 extra minutes. Like, not... With the like premier when, of the province. When I do television, you know, I'm doing games or doing other things, and I got a producer in my ear, they'll say, yeah, we're going to need you to stretch for 15 seconds. We're going to need you to stretch for 30 seconds while we get things in place. No, Rod, we're going to need you to stretch for an extra 20 minutes. No big deal. And I've done it, by the way. Which, ah, don't get me started. I've stretched for 59 minutes, but don't worry. I can handle it. Um, by the way, nobody's got it yet. Lenny Kravitz was the halftime act of the 2007 Grey Cup in Toronto, by the way. Lenny Kravitz. Um, by the way, from the Puck and Pigskin podcast, some viewers are giving us more things to talk about here. In red, there they say Jacob Markstrom and Dustin Wolf penciled in tonight for the Flames. Can't wait to see Wolf play with the big boys. Dustin Wolf from Tustin, California, friend of the show, and I think the future and goal for the Calgary Flames, once this, what's left of the Markstrom contracts up in five years. By the way, Chris Jarl watching on Facebook wants to know who you got, Moose, Buccaneers or Patriots on Sunday night? Did I not point out? I got to check to see if Bet Regal's moved their line yet, but it's Buccaneers favored. I got it written down here somewhere, too. Is it four and a half bucks favored in New England on Sunday oh, night? I thought it was closer to seven. I'll have to check out the bet. Might, 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 might be 6.5. Let me, let me go to the big board. Go to the big board. And <laughs> what did I say when, when Tampa Bay played Atlanta? You could make the spread 30 points. I'm still taking the bucks. You could make the spread 30 points. I'm still taking the bucks in this one. I got the bucks to roll over New England. I just do. I do. Yeah, but do you have them to cover? It is oh, yeah. an even seven. Yeah, I got them to cover that. It's an even seven. Yeah. Um, actually, I'm amazed that we have gone through one hour and ten minutes of the program, and we have not talked about Belichick Brady yet to this point. And it's funny because I got an email today from USA Today, and it was, what ended Belichick-Brady relationship? And again, I get sucked in. I click on it, and I'm like, when I kind of knew, Kind of new. And you know what it was? I don't know if you get notifications from USA Today or if you read it or not, but it was that uh, they got tired of each other. Yeah. Why do all relationships end? I mean, yes, it got specifically into them, but basically into the reasons. But Bill Belichick felt that Tom Brady got too big for the program. Don't we? Didn't we all know that? We all knew that. We all knew that. And now we're starting to see excerpts from the book that's coming out detailing a little bit oh, of the breakup yeah. and it's very juicy by the way it's 11 11 that we're talking about this but uh time zone yeah so 
You know, it is. It's very interesting. You know, the, the talk about, you know, Brady wanting to potentially leave in 2017, telling Wes Walker that, you know, I want to play for somebody else. There's a lot of it. And then, you know, we heard stuff about, you know, who is that person that Brady was mad at, the quarterback, when he was doing his free agency tour, right? And now they're pointing that they think it was San Francisco because he had hinted that he wanted to go and finish his career close to home in San Francisco. So... There's a lot of great details that are going to come out. I'm really curious to see what the pregame is like, what Brady's emotion is like when they tribute him, what Belichick's face looks like, all of it. You know, will we see a Bill Belichick eye roll in the middle of that broadcast? I don't know. It'll be, but but I'm going to be tuning in. Oh, we all are. We all are. And um, I'm with you, Buccaneers to win. They're just they're just a far better team. And also a motivated Tom Brady. What more do you need? And Richard Sherman's going to want to put his best foot forward. They say he's starting at corner. Nobody's talking about Gronk in this either, by the way. Not one word about Rob Gronkowski, who would rather retire than play for Bill Belichick. Rather retire. Sat out (laughs) a year of football and then came out of retirement to go play with Tom Brady in Tampa Bay and win a Super Bowl. How come nobody's talking about Gronk, by the way? Oh, from our viewers, as we jump back on track here in hour two, which is brought to you by Core Grain, doing what's right for your farm. Uh, David Asplin of Winnipeg says, Afternoon, Rod. It's going to be a late game tonight. Any chance you're taking an afternoon nap to catch it? Uh, that's a hard no, David. I'll be getting up in the morning and checking the highlights, going to tsn.ca and watching the video highlights of the game. It's like last week. John Lynch, John Frenzy, the Don Cherry of football, called me, Moose. I don't think I told you this. It was Saturday morning. Oh, what would you think of the Ryder game last night? <clears throat> Didn't watch it, John. What? I didn't watch the game, John. I was in bed. Didn't watch a play. Shocked. <laughs> Speechless. My it's focus late. tonight is going it kicks off at 10 eastern my focus tonight is going to the florida panthers and the dallas stars and as i said in my commentary one of the days this week or maybe it was last week on cat country 98 and rock 98 fm and here on rodpeterson.com is that uh i'm tired of explaining to people that i'm not the rider guy anymore i'm not the really the cfl guy anymore Tired of explaining it. So I'm just going to do my thing and wait for everybody to follow in line with what I'm doing with my life. Um, Are all these comments behind? Now they're all coming in with (laughs) Lenny Kravitz. I think there's a delay. Justin Bieber, Nickelback. There might be a delay. Are they all coming? They're just coming in now? It shows five minutes ago on my clock here. Maybe you're on the second page of the screen. And the second page of notes? Oh, no, I'm on the first page, I think. Um, let me go have a look, but that's fine. Oh, yeah, I was on the second page. <laughs> uh, Tacona Powley in Winnipeg says, says, Rod, any marlin fishing while out there? I'm going to this weekend. I'm going to be doing that this weekend. I told you that I got invited to the Buccaneers alumni thing on Saturday in Boca Raton in Boca. Yeah. But I'm going to the Keys. Can't make it this time. I said next time, which reminds me, by the way, all these sports bars, we're going to go to a, probably a few more next week. 
but there's been enough that I said, you know what, we're just going to have to come back next time because I can't, I can't get to everybody. Yeah. Um, uh, John in Winnipeg. Rod, any golf games in Florida? Come on, man. Uh, how about no, John? How about no? Down here working. Uh, yeah, because I see everybody's writing in about 11-11. It's a thing. And people are talking about Grey Cup acts. Luba in Winnipeg in oh, 1991. Yeah. It is a lot of fun to go back and look at various halftime acts, particularly for the Grey Cup, but yeah. Super Bowl as well, and just see how it's climbed over the years. You know what I mean? From what it was. You okay, Ted? Yeah, <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, did Dung show up yet? Not yet. We'll go check the hallway okay. for him. Um, Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, Rod didn't watch the Riders game. Mo will revoke his citizenship. Probably not. Probably Spicy. not. But I you did get Scott up and watch the highlights the next morning. Yeah, and I, yeah, me and Scotty are just fine. It's hour two of the RP show on this Flame Tech Football Friday. It's brought to you by Core Grain, doing what's right for your farm. We'll be right back to Bo Camper's Sports Bar and Grill. After this timeout, you're watching on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24 hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston, do we have a pube problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new Lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with a performance package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Trust me, you're listening to a happy customer. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. Trust me. Sunny Fort Lauderdale, Florida is the site of the RP show. On this Flame Tech Football Friday, and uh, who knows, we might be back here to Bo Campers next week. we got a busy weekend uh, planned ahead of that. Panthers and Dallas Stars tonight from FLA Live Arena. Dolphins and Colts on Sunday from Hard Rock Stadium. Uh, it's been quite a day here for Flame Tech on the RP show, and I'm going to get to a sports update in a moment. Flame, Football Friday brought to you by Flame Tech, locally owned and operated industry leaders in commercial and industrial combustion technology. What's happening back there in the studio, Moose? Has Justin Dunk showed up yet or not? That's a negative. That's a hard no. Okay, That's a well, hard no. Clark was, Clark was asking uh, what we're going to do when Dunk shows up. I guess what you guys get to slide out of the chair. Is that what you're going to do? What are you going to sure. do? Sure. I'll tell you when he's here and... We'll make that work. This yeah. is only live television. We've had 
Wasn't it interesting timing that I said to you on the phone this morning? What we deal with with live television. And I oh, don't I just mean you and me sitting here on the camera, but the guys in the back room too. Exactly, and swapping stuff in, swapping Make, stuff out, right? Yeah, making chicken salad out of lemonade on a daily basis. A sports update. The Toronto Blue Jays open a season-ending three-game series with the Baltimore Orioles tonight at Rogers Centre. Jays enter the contest a game back of Boston and Seattle for the second American League wildcard spot. Steven Matz scheduled to start for Toronto at Rogers Centre tonight. The Boston Red Sox will need to pull out of their current tailspin in order to push for a wildcard spot. The Red Sox have lost five of their last six, including two to lowly Baltimore, and have seen their lead in the American League wildcard race evaporate. The Red Sox are now tied for the second wildcard spot with the Seattle Mariners, who start a series with the visiting L.A. Angels tonight. And speaking of them, Shohei Otani has already hit 100 miles per hour with his fastball. Now he needs one more RBI to hit 100. The Angels' two-way sensation got his 99th RBI with his American League leading eighth triple in last night's 7-6 loss to Texas. But I don't know if you saw, but they've shut down Shohei for the rest of the season pitching. And the BC Lions are home to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in CFL play tonight. The Lions' offense has been on a tear lately with receiver Lucky Whitehead and quarterback Michael Riley both earning top performer honors for the month of September but they'll be in tough against the league-leading Blue Bombers and their stingy defense. This sports update for dubnetwork.ca, your source for all things Western Hockey League, where it's opening night. Stop in today at dubnetwork.ca. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, RP Show viewers get 20% off with a promo code RP Show. Order yours today at g2gbars.ca. I'm just checking some of the messages that have come in today, Moose. Have you know have you noticed, Aaron, that it's been just you and me for the whole show? It's been pretty great, hey. <laughs> so I said we've covered a lot of ground. We've yeah, covered we a lot of ground. Um regarding those halftime acts, mm. Mick Gonzalez is watching in Toledo, Ohio on the Game Plus TV network where we're carried on the Buckeye cable carrier. He says, my first Grey Cup was in Toronto in 1992, and the opening act was Dan Hill. The halftime show was some one-hit wonder from Quebec. Yes, Celine Dion. How about that? That's pretty good. Best halftime I ever seen was the Nickelback halftime in the, in the Grey Cup. I really think that was the best one. Not because Nickelback is my favorite band or anything like that, but they had energy they sounded really good live, and I just thought it was, it was the best. So it brought a moment. It brought energy. They sounded really good. For me, that was the best one. Not, not the ones in Sasky? Not, not Hadley? They're okay for their... the ones that we've had. Yeah. yeah. Shania Twain, right? No, that was the Skidoos and the, the whole deal. That was Ottawa, that. 2017. That was Ottawa, yeah. And and Edmonton, 2002. Um, Glenn Chernick writes this on Twitter regarding opening night in the Western Hockey League. He says, what's all this talk about the Raiders and the Pats? The best game tonight will be the Blades and Warriors. I'll be selling 50-50s tonight. Be sure and buy some, Sasky people. All right. All uh, right. Where is, where, uh, obviously that game's a moose shot tonight. Yeah. Am I right? Yep. Blades What's your deal with the tomorrow? Saskatoon Blades? 
Yeah, what's your deal with the blades? You <clears throat> take a minute and tell our viewers what you got going on this fall in terms of your broadcast schedule because it's a little hard to follow. Yeah, so I'm going to continue to do as much as I possibly can get my hands on, uh, which I enjoy. So I'll continue to do the Canada West football games, which run every weekend now until, what, the middle of November. Um, I will be doing PFC football every weekend now until the early November, depending on how far the Regina Thunder go and the teams in Saskatchewan. Um, we'll be doing Regina Pats television uh, right up until the end of the year and the playoffs. And then I'm going to jump back in and do Saskatoon Blades radio. So I'll be hitting the road again um, as, as often as I can. I'll, I'll do about 25 Saskatoon Blades games throughout the fall and winter. So I won't make the home opener this weekend, but uh, I think the 15th or something around there is my first trip. Well, it's funny you say that you're doing as much as you can. I'm doing as little as I can. As you can tell, but we're eh. at different stages in our broadcast careers. Hey. You're on the you're on the air every single day. You're traveling and building relationships in new markets. I think we're both doing as much as we possibly can. That's a good point. Just from a play-by-play -play perspective, no. Oh, I'm if not. I was there, I, I couldn't do like, the games, and when that'll yes. happen too. Yes, exactly. Well, I uh, I'm enjoying what what I got going on. So thanks for pointing that out. They continue to want to discuss halftime acts and a little more other football stuff here, but Trish Hege is watching on Facebook and says, love the Headley show at Grey Cup. That was in 2013 at Taylor Field in Regina with the snowmobiles crisscrossing each other in mid -air. I, I will it. never forget that as long as I live. How do you miss that? I was inside. The bathroom? Yeah, getting another drink and everything else. I'm like, okay, I got a minute. I'll go quick. I even left like a minute early, and I come back out, and they're wrapping up. I'm like, I missed the halftime show. I couldn't believe it. Uh, from the Puck and Pigskin podcast, this Fallout Boy a few years ago were pretty good. That was, I want to say Winnipeg 2015 because I was there. Adam in Hamilton, Ticats fan, says, who's playing halftime this year? I know, right? That's the point. We don't know, unless I've missed it. No. They haven't had an announcement. The Super Bowl right? is two months after the Grey Cup, and they've announced theirs. Uh, we didn't miss it, did we? Uh, well, I don't think so, because we got some pretty diehard die CFL fans that are writing in here, and they don't know who the Grey Cup halftime act is this year either. Come on, somebody tell us. Somebody write in and tell us. Um, Jennifer from the Four Seasons writes in and she says, it's going to be a busy Saturday. Regina Pat's tailgate party, puck drop at 1 p.m. Can't wait to see live hockey and sit in my seat. And then the riders play for the win. A pretty good doubleheader uh, action for the Regina sports fans. I didn't realize they obviously moved that Pat's game up to 1 o'clock because of the CB CBC broadcast, I guess, huh? Yeah. For sure. Uh, I'll be enjoying the, I'll be enjoying the uh, Florida Keys. Listen, do you want? Let's do. You, do you want to bring Eddie in here? Or are we going to take a break first? Probably should take a break first, huh? Okay, Moose. Yeah. We'll see you back here if we can a little later. Well, maybe not. If I don't, and Justin Duck takes up your spot, have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you Monday. You have a great weekend too. We're going to talk some CFL with Eddie Steele, Grey Cup champion, Edmonton Elks.
analyst when we come back. You're watching the RP Show live from Bo Camper Sports Bar and Grill in Fort Lauderdale, Florida on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube and Facebook live streaming and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. A look outside, a look outside, Bo Camper Sports Bar and Grill here in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, the third largest sports bar in America. Owned and operated by former Miami Dolphins linebacker Kim Bo Camper, a pro bowler in 1979. Listen, for the fantasy footballers, and I don't care who it is, whether it's Justin Dunk or producer Clark, maybe it's our next guest, Eddie Steele or Moose. We got a fantasy football questions come in from the area code 217. I just went to the big board. Area 17 in Illinois. Anonymous viewer watching on Game Plus TV in Illinois says, Who should I pick up in case Kittle doesn't play? George Kittle. Geisick, Cook, Knox, Tremble, or Ertz? Dude, you're asking the wrong guy. But we can ask our fantasy footballers that question in case George Kittle doesn't play this weekend. Who should this fantasy footballer pick up well it's not a fantasy in edmonton at all as we bring in uh, eddie Steele, first year edmonton elks analyst on 630 ched been a while since i've seen him he's looking fresh as always how you doing eddie i'm doing well rod how you doing it's been a long time it's been far too long what a year you picked to be an analyst for edmonton elks football my friend you've had a lot to analyze how's it going for you it's a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying myself. Yeah, lots uh, lots to analyze. Not for the good, though. It's been pretty ugly up here in Edmonton, and I'm sure you're well aware, much like uh, anybody who's been following the CFL. It's been a pretty tumultuous season uh, thus far for the Elks. Uh, it's it's nice being on this side of the, the fence on the media side because I get to uh, pick apart an organization and uh, not catch any flat for it, so I like it. <laughs> Not yet, you haven't apparently. But you're right. Us on the media <laughs> side can sleep just can sleep just fine at night. But hey, the Elks have lost three in a row. They're two and five. Clearly, you've heard the stat. Calgary and Edmonton have never ever missed the playoffs in the same year, and it's kind of looking that way. I need your analysis of this Edmonton Elks team. Are they as bad as their record indicates? You know, on paper, talent-wise, you wouldn't think they're as bad, but. There is it goes deeper than just the the guys in the locker room. I think there's a major division uh, amongst the players in the locker room. I think that goes back to the whole COVID outbreak. You got a lot of guys who are on opposite sides and they're just really not playing together as a team. But it actually goes even higher than that. And I've, uh, I was on a radio show yesterday talking about it, and uh, it starts from the top down. And uh, Brock Sunderland, their GM. Uh, I think there's some issues with him and just the way he conducts himself, the way he does business. And it's a trickle-down effect uh, throughout the organization. And ultimately, he's the captain of the ship. And where he steers it, the ship is going to go. And uh, I think he's a major factor why we're seeing the Elks in the situation that they're in right now. Well, there's a lot of red flags, obviously. And where do you start? I mean, pairing Scott Milanovic a half a million a year and he doesn't even coach a game let alone a practice 
uh, their record at two and five, the way some players have been cut and sent out of town. You're right, Eddie. We are all following it very closely. But I, I want to ask you this about the coaching staff, though, because I do like Jamie Elizondo a lot. I'm sure you do, too. He's a good guy. And they got quality coaches on the staff at Noel Thorpe. Should they get a pass in a way that it's their first year together or no, because it's pro football and you never get a pass? That's a good question. Uh, you know, I really do like Jamie. He's a nice guy. I had some good conversations with him, uh, but too bad being a nice guy doesn't uh, win you pro football games. Uh, they've had some major issues with their special teams this year. They've gone through two special teams coordinators, actually. Uh, they had AJ Gass. Uh, he was let go right before the season. They had a, another guy who I wasn't too familiar with. He got in a fight with Jamie Elizondo on the sidelines early in the season. They let him go. Uh, but again, the arrow points directly back to Brock and how uh, he has handled the coaches because Brock is the one who's in charge. It's not necessarily Jamie who's in charge and calling the shots. I I don't think that Jamie Elizondo will be gone next year. I think he'll get another opportunity uh, just because it, it's challenging, right? It's a COVID season, uh, but everybody's in the same boat. Uh, but I don't think this is more of a coaching issue. I think it's more of an organizational issue, in my opinion. Hey, hey, I get what you're saying. You're saying it's it's a people issue is what you're saying. And like I say, with a general manager, which is Brock Sunderland's title, I realized it when I was with a team, and I won't say which one or when, but when we didn't have a general manager for a year and I realized, wait, wait a minute, now I know what GMs do. They generally manage. They're responsible for everything. So they get all the glory when it goes well, and unfortunately, they got to take the heat when it doesn't go well, and not much has gone well for the Edmonton Elks right now. Now, so let me ask you this. We're a halfway through the season, Eddie. Do you see they or Calgary turning it around in time to make the playoffs or even at least make it a race in the CFL West? Between the two teams, Calgary has a way better opportunity. I mean, the Elks, they're staring down the pipe at a home and home right now with Winnipeg. Winnipeg is the best team in the league. Uh, they're not going to win those games. They have Saskatchewan, a couple of tough games against Saskatchewan. And then to finish the year, the Elks have three games in seven days. I think at that point in time, the players are just going to be showing up just to collect the check. I don't think their heart's going to be in it. Uh, and let's see how their physical bodies will be in it because that's unprecedented to play three games in seven days uh, in pro football. So uh, Elks don't have a shot, in my opinion. Calgary, uh, I think, has a much better opportunity to make the playoffs. They got to go on a run, though. Bo Levi hasn't been playing good football this year. I've been pretty vocal uh, on Twitter about how much I really like uh, Jake Meyer, the backup. And the reality is he's outplayed Bo Levi this year. Uh, injuries and all that aside, we got to look at the proof and the facts and the numbers. And Jake Meyer has given them a better opportunity to win. Not saying you've got to bench Bo, but I think Bo's leash is a lot shorter right now because uh, it's about winning games. And Jake Meyer has moved the offense and produced at a much higher rate this season. Great Cup champion and nine-year CFL veteran Eddie Steele is with us. And I've always said, Eddie, that you're a must-follow on Twitter, but even more so now, Eddie Steele 97 is his Twitter handle. You said something, and you got to refresh my memory here, about Bo a few weeks ago. I think it was after the Hamilton game when Calgary lost in Hamilton. You're like, if you just took the names off these two quarterbacks and just looked at them on the field, you would say Mayer's better, but Bo's kind of getting a pass because of his resume. Did I have that right? Can you kind of tell our viewers what you meant by that? 
Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of like what I just said. Uh, Mayer is producing at a way better clip right now. The numbers aren't even close. Uh, Mayer's thrown for over 300 yards every start he's had, moved the ball well. He doesn't look like a traditional rookie where he's kind of he's seeing ghosts. He's able to make his reads and make the throws on time. And the offense just has moved the ball better and scored more points when Mayer has been their quarterback this year. Not to take anything away from Bo. Bo is, we all know his legacy and how good he's been for the organization, but I, he's hurt, you know? I don't know how his shoulder is doing because he had an injury last time out, a shoulder injury last football season. He broke his leg earlier this season. So it's not sitting here saying Bo is he's done for, but the reality is Mayer has played better and you can't argue it. And you get the people who would argue back and forth with me on Twitter, but you got to take your uh, sentimental feelings towards Bo Levi out of it, and you look at the numbers, and you can't compare. The numbers don't lie. Do you enjoy the uh, the back and forth with the the fans? I guess I would say or viewers on Twitter because you don't shy away from it. Uh, how much how much do you enjoy that side of the analyst role? I enjoy. It. I, uh, I there's. It's fun just interacting with people, but there is an ego side of it too, where you want to prove people wrong or you think that you you know a little bit more than other people. Uh, so I like to come at it with hard facts. I don't just kind of, I'm not just talking randomly out of my butt. I like to come at it from an intelligence uh, perspective. Uh, I'm not just there to argue, uh, but I like people to know the reality of things. And, uh, you know, when it comes to CFL football and just football in general, I like to think, I know a little bit more than general population. Uh, I'm not Mr. Perfect. I don't know everything, but, you know, played nine years of pro ball. I do have a little bit of insight into the intricacies of the game, the locker room, how guys operate and how they think. Um, so I, I like to come at it from a more intelligent perspective. That's for sure. Yeah, well, that's the kind of guy that you are. And I appreciate you for that. You're the exact kind of guy the CFL needs. Just a couple of quick last questions. Um, just on the East, you're very well thought of Ticats alumni by that organization. They seem to be getting it rolling. They got Montreal coming in there tomorrow. Who do you see standing atop the Eastern division, representing that division in the Grey Cup in Hamilton in December? Don't sleep on the Argos. And, uh, you, you know, I'm a Chris Jones fan. Uh, that's a big addition for their defense. And they've been playing some pretty good football. Hamilton's going to be there as well. But I think coming out of the East, uh, the Argos are probably going to be one of the, the favorites because they're starting to play some, some much better football. Pretty well-rounded team. Lots of good athletes on that football team and lots of good talent. And, uh, you know, like I said, that Chris Jones X factor, he, he always has a good defense. And uh, you're going to see the Argos really take that, that, that identity on the defensive side of the ball. And, start playing some Chris Jones football. So uh, I think the Argos are going to do some damage. Ticats, they got to get their quarterback situation figured out. Uh, Montreal, uh, we'll see. I, I'm, they haven't shown me enough. I thought going into the season, they were going to be better than they are. Uh, so yeah, they need to prove it to me. But right now, I'd be looking at the Argos to come out of the East. And uh, Eddie, you are reading my mind. That's my last comment about Chris Jones. We're both Chris Jones fans. And uh, we'll see how it ends up with Toronto. He's a winner. I don't know if that'll be enough to put them over the top, but it doesn't hurt, right? And if you're Edmonton, just saying, you could sweep everybody out and bring in Jones as coach and general manager next year just like that. Uh, any chance you could see that happening there in the City of Champions? 
You know, I, I could, I could see that happening, but I think that's a long shot. Um, you know, I don't think that they're going to sweep out everybody and start fresh. Uh, you know, I, I've never really thought of that. And you're, you're, you got my mind going now. Like you never know in this league, like you really never know what could happen in the off season. Uh, it wouldn't be a bad thing for the organization. We, we both feel the same way about him and he's a winner. Uh, but that would, that would take a lot of change. And we've seen a lot of change in the years, but Oh, I, I just don't know if the Elks have it in them to make a move like that. That's a, it's a gutsy move organizationally. Uh, I think he would be well-received coming back here. I've already seen on social media, people are calling for him to come back here, even though he left kind of, um, uh, it wasn't the best departure after we won the Grey Cup. He kind of just jetted off and took his whole uh, coaching staff. But uh, man, stranger things have happened and it would be a pretty cool addition if he did come back out here and, it would probably be calling me up, offering me a job, but I'd have to say no. <laughs> Eddie, they took the coaching staff and you and Willie Jefferson and seven of the other best Edmonton players. Listen, but yeah, we're never surprised what happens in the CFL, but I was told Marcel Desjardins would be fired by now in Ottawa, and that hasn't happened. So anyways, that's what makes it fun. Always good seeing you, my man. Uh, keep in touch and keep doing what you're doing. Keep being you. I love it. I uh, appreciate it, Rod. Don't get sunburned down there, man. <laughs> Not a chance. See, Eddie. Eddie Steele, uh, Edmonton Take Elks care. analyst and Great Cup champion, joining us today from the City of Champions. We got one segment left. I have no idea who's going to join me. So there's enough reason to tune in after this break for overtime for the four seasons. We'll be right back to Boat Campers in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, after this on Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Fort Lauderdale, Florida. That is the backside of where we are today for this Flame Tech Football Friday. Boat Campers Sports Bar and Grill. One more segment. It's called Overtime. We may find ourselves back here next week, but I can tell you I am ready for the weekend. But before that, addiction. It destroys relationships, families, and lives. But the good news is that addiction is a treatable illness. At Aurora Recovery Center, we provide everything you need to build a foundation for your recovery. With holistic, evidence-based treatment tailored to each individual. Located here? in Gimli, Manitoba, on the shores of Lake Winnipeg, Aurora can help regardless of whether or not you feel ready or have tried before. Aurora Recovery Center, recovery for life. Visit them today at auroracoverycenter.com. And by the way, our Friday guests are presented by Wheaton Kia in Regina, Saskatchewan. You can find them at the corner of Avonhurst and Albert in North Regina. I'm told... That we've, uh, I don't say saved the best for the last. That might be rude to Eddie Steele, but they tell me that Justin Dunk is in the bunker back in the rectangle. And we got him. And he's got his jacket on. He's got a sweat on from 3 <laughs> right How are you plane, doing, Justin? Roddy. Doing well, buddy. I really appreciate you uh, beetling it in, the Adam Schefter of the <laughs> CFL. And I don't know if you just caught, I don't know if you just caught Eddie Steele basically painting a target on the back of Brock Sunderland and letting the arrow go, boom, 
or what's going on with the Edmonton Elks has not been a good week for the Edmonton Elks, Justin. It hasn't been a good year, Roddy. And there's got to be somebody that takes the fall for this. Overall, you look at them, they're the only team in the CFL that had a COVID outbreak. Now, I know that can be random, but the, the fact that it was the Elks that had one of the lowest vaccination rates in the league, to me, somebody's something's got to happen here, especially if they're last in the West. Yeah, well, what um, what can you tell me about the Brock Sunderland not vaccinated story? Because obviously I got football people blowing up my phone like you do, and a lot of them are saying, how does he encourage players to be vaccinated and coaches if he's not? And I'm saying, I don't even know if he is. I don't know the inside of that situation or that organization. But what is what do you know about Brock Sunderland not being vaccinated? Because as people say, it doesn't show great leadership. Exactly. And I think that there is more to the story overall. And it's something that I'm not like super comfortable talking about because I do believe people's medical records should be their own personal information that they want to put out there. But I will say, Roddy, because the Elks put out a statement after TSN reported it, this was not news, though, around the league, right? Like you all know about this. And there was even people talking about, well, hey, they have this outbreak, but their GM's not vaccinated. So it was almost like they were asking for it in a sense. But there are some people around the league that feel like potentially, you know, I don't want to spout too many opinions here, but that Sunderland might have been looking for an excuse to back up, you know, not getting vaccinated. And if that's his choice not to do so, you know, I totally respect that. But when you're trying to operate within a Canadian football league that does not want to have games moved around like the Elks game that had to happen three in a short time frame, then you either make a choice. And that's what I believe is going on right now in Edmonton with a couple other people as well. That's what I hear. And they're not the only team, I understand as well. Hey, did Ottawa winning Tuesday night, 34-24 over the Edmonton Elks, save general manager Marcel Desjardins' job? Or did it just kick the can down the road? Because I was told that a firing was imminent. And as we sit here today, he's still on the job. I don't think it's imminent, to be quite honest. And if anything, Roddy, I'll sort of flip this one on you. I think the win helps Paul Lapelis more than anybody there because Marcel Desjardins essentially was bringing in the players that Paul Lapelis wanted for most of the season. Matt Nichols, top among them. Lapelis went to ownership, sold Nichols, and that's why Nick Arbuckle ended up in Toronto. Lapelis wanted Timothy Flanders. He continues to start games, even though the football operations department has brought in other players and has strongly encouraged Lapelis to play them, but Flanders is still playing. And what that does, Roddy, is it hurts the team around you because they look at Flanders and see clearly he doesn't have any juice left, with all due respect. Yes, he had the touchdown in the game, but there are younger players that could be better. And that's from insiders on that Ottawa franchise. So I think it helps Lapelis more than anybody there. To be quite honest, there were some rumblings, as you said, that Desjardins could be let go. But he's extremely tight with ownership there. And they run things a little differently. He's always kept the team on budget. So I don't necessarily think Marcel Desjardins is going to have a can tied to him as quickly as people think he will. Hey, how about Chris Jones coming back to the CFL in Toronto? I just flipped it to Eddie. Could you see Chris Jones taking over the entire outfit in Edmonton? I know that's looking a few steps down the road, but I'm sure that those Chris Jones articles are the most read at 3downnation.com. Great thing for the CFL. We talked about that the last time you were on with us. How do you see this working out to the end of the season with Chris Jones and the Argos? 
Well, I think he's going to be beneficial for that Argos defense. And then, as you mentioned, I know that's what we do in sports. We look down the road, right? It's fun. I could see if Brock Sunderland and Jamie Elizondo are let go in Edmonton, Chris Jones being brought in there. He's been there before. You know he can do everything. And most importantly, you know his team's going to be competitive. First and foremost. So when I asked Jones directly a couple weeks ago, are you committed to the Argos past the 2021 season? You know, he essentially said, and I'm paraphrasing obviously, but football is very transient. So he's not going to know whether he's going to be there in 2022 in Toronto, that is, until it, it actually happens. And I don't blame him because if something else shakes free, and we've seen some weird stuff happen in the off seasons, Roddy, right? Like Ed Hervey getting fired, coaches leaving like Scott Milanovic. That's why yeah. Jamie Elizondo's head coach in Edmonton. So there are things that can happen, and I could see Jones as a fit in Edmonton. Wonderful having into having you in to just talk about football stuff uh, for sure. Because there's a lot of things going on in the CFL that people don't see, but as far as the games go and these races now in the second half, it's going to be very exciting. That's what people would rather talk about. 90 seconds left. You're a TV guy. You know the drill on that. Just talk about Canadians in the NFL, Justin. How good of a year has it been for Canucks in the four-down league? Well, I'll go real quick here on Chuba Hubbard because he's going to get the first start by a Canadian running back in the NFL in 20 years, Roddy. This weekend against the Dallas Cowboys, your Dallas Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? Boys. So everybody should be tuned into Hubbard because this is literally once in a generation and even more. The last guy to start an NFL game as a Canadian, Timmy Biakabatuka in 2001 with the Carolina Panthers. Oddly enough, he was a first round draft pick by the team. And then people out here, of course, will remember Ruben Myers. And I think those are the only two guys that come to mind quickly for me as Canadians who started running back in the NFL along now with Hubbard on Sunday. Tim Biakabatuka. Now, there's a name for $10 million. I couldn't have told you he was the last Canadian to start a game in the National Football League. I couldn't. Good for you for having that one, uh, Justin, and saying it right, by the way. Wow. I was working in pro football in that time, and I don't, I don't remember it. So, man, listen, we packed a lot in this last segment. I really appreciate you dangling into the bunker for this wonderful update. And enjoy uh, the call this weekend, my man. You guys are the best duo in the business. You bet, buddy. I miss seeing you in studio. It's weird being here, but Roddy's not here. He's out in beautiful Florida, so enjoy the time. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Uh, Justin Dunk, 3downnation.com insider and Canada West football color commentator with the Moose, Darren DuPont. Uh, thanks to those guys. Thanks to Eddie Steele. Thanks for our entire crew. We got Panthers, Stars tonight, Dolphins, Colts Sunday. Then we'll see you Monday, noon Eastern, right here on Game Plus TV. Let's make some noise! For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.